And we're on the air in five, four, three, two, one. Pencil. Creative writing. 
And so we did a thing and I turned it in and she's like, Seth, you, you like can write. I was like, I can. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, and so that kind of was, was finally my first real like nudge into you. Maybe you could do something with writing. So I am, I almost went to school uh, for, for, for journalism. Cause at the, in the mid nineties, my idea was oh, if I can get a job at a newspaper, I can live anywhere, which really changed, uh, all these years later. But yeah, I, I just kept writing. And, uh, again, uh, to writing lyrics for like my dumb one man band that I did for a while, uh, then a music blog and just kept doing it. And I, I, I still do it so yeah see for me it was uh oh okay so no no wait i want to ask the following mm. so what was so you had you had the paper and pen or pencil yeah. or whatever it was do you remember why you thought i'm gonna write something down like so for me uh i'll, I'll tell you what it was so i started earlier than you mm -hmm. um the my favorite book of all time is Harriet the Spy. Okay. And in the book Harriet the Spy, there's a girl and she writes everything down. She mm -hmm. thinks she's a she thinks she's a spy. Okay. And uh, and for whatever reason that story hit me early on, and I'm like I'm gonna start writing stuff down. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna and then in sixth grade the the concept of diary somehow came into my consciousness. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to keep a diary like Harriet. But, you know, and so I always say that I started my journal, my my writing journey, if you will. But it is a journal. The last mm -hmm. day of sixth grade. And I've written in my journal every day for 30 minutes for my entire life. That's and I and wild. I only and I've only missed uh, I missed 12 months twice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For personal reasons, mental health sure. reasons. Sure. And, uh, but everywhere I've ever gone and everything mm -hmm. I've ever done, every day, there's 30 minutes where I've sat in front of a notebook and yeah. written for 30 minutes. And to be fair, it's it's just a document of my life and it's a lot of it's absolute drivel. But at <laughs> the same time, the, the reason that I sat down and moved a pen across the paper mm -hmm. was because of Harriet the Spy. Wow. Yeah. And so do you have any idea why you did? Mm. No, I, you know, I guess, you know, thinking back, I, I'm trying to think back as to, to what I, I didn't read. I, I still don't read really um, yeah. books. I know it's horrible, but um, you know, I was into video games. I was into role-playing games, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and Robotech. Uh, and stuff like that, Shadowrun. Um, so I was like into fantasy kind of stuff, um, science fiction stuff uh, to this day. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I, of course, listened to a lot of, a lot of music all those years too. And I, I never, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, I, I hate to be, uh, 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 I guess it's kind of spiritual but i don't know right. it just kind of came out yeah you know it was just like i'm sitting here and i i could have drawn i guess i i i, I did like drawing many years ago 
Uh, I do it here and there. You know that. I drew robots for a while and yeah. stuff. But um, uh, I could have drawn more. But I don't know. It was just writing. Writing came out. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think it's it's interesting because I I people have a hard time articulating kind of where it started, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, the, the, the practice of writing, you know, you use that new agey kind of word, but the practice of writing, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, and for me, has become this sort of thing where it's where I order my life experience, right? Ooh. Yeah. You know, like the, the world is a complicated fucking place. When you're 22 years old and trying to figure yourself out emotionally, it's good yeah. to have a it's good to have a place to dump all that shit out, mm-hmm. you know. And and so, yeah, I. Yeah. So that's sort of of kind of the, the new agey piece of that. So then <laughs> the next question is, when did you first write something for publication in the world? Um, You mean aside from my music blog stuff? No, 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 no. The first time. I No, literally the first time. When did you put wow. something out into the world? Wow. I I, I guess maybe it was like uh, uh, Zanga. Back in like... I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, that, that was like a, 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 like a live journal kind of bloggy thing back, that, back in like 97 or so, 98. Uh, and so it was like a hosted blog that sure. you could follow other people and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess it was there that, that I, that I wrote, that I started blogging, I guess, before blogging was really much, you know, it was just writing back then, I guess. But did you write, uh, did you write anything before that? Like, you know, record reviews or, inter, you know, zine shit about bands or any of that? Hmm trying to wow you know what i i I guess i yeah you know what uh the years go by right yeah i i i did i actually did write a zine in the mid 90s now that now that i'm thinking about it now i got the brain working um yeah i wrote a zine called hemline and i i remember i went to my friend uh eric's house because he had a computer with a printer and I was like, I really want to write a zine because I met him really through the first band I was in. And I was like, we should do a zine. And he had the printer and all that stuff. So we would just go over there and we would like take turns writing on his computer the things that we were going to have. in it. We put some drawings on it and we made photocopies of it and we handed it out uh, at school, at my high school. I completely forgot about that. And, and was it uh, well received? I was a handful of 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 our little crew, yeah. our our alt music crew. Yeah. Um, I read it, you know, it didn't really go very far. I remember, uh, I mean, we wrote some pretty. I mean, we were in high school. We wrote stupid stuff, yeah. but but yeah, we we wrote we wrote about I guess some music and movies and tried to be philosophical about stuff, sure. and censorship man and all that kind of stuff so yeah so yeah because the the reason i was i was wondering is just sort of you know i i talked to my friend greg on the podcast before this Mm -hmm. and uh and this idea of writing in public right yeah which is for me there are two different there are two different things what i write in my journal has only ever been read by Mm -hmm. one person in the world 
And obviously it was a girl I was trying to impress. Mm -hmm. Okay. But other than that one girl for maybe three weeks, and I honestly Mm -hmm. don't think she read it, but you know, she, I showed it to her. Um, Yeah. But other than that, nobody has read it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, and to be fair, it's a giant significant dot. I mean, it's a big giant thing. Like it's, yeah, it's 30, 40 years of shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And when I die, you know, it's gonna, it's in my will, you know, like oh, somebody's, yeah. somebody gets it. Wow. And, yeah. Uh, what they do with it, I won't, I <laughs> won't have any idea. But no, like there was this, good. when I was in college, yeah. you know, I was an English major. So like reading the journals of the writers that I loved yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Know? And so, you know, it was like a document of Allen Ginsberg's life. You know, mm-hmm. outside of the amazing, you know, work that he did, you know, like the filmmaker Spike Lee, he, he puts out a book with every movie he does. And it's the yeah. it's a it's a document of the process for making that movie. Like it's all the different versions of the script. Wow. It's the sort yeah. of production journal that he keeps just by himself and all of that stuff. And I think it's and I buy those and then, you know. My friend Henry publishes his journals and shit like that mm-hmm. over the years. And so I think that there's something cool about sort of seeing where somebody is and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, and so the the so that kind of leads me to this idea of, you know, why do you think and this is kind of the big theme here is mm-hmm. so you you write in public a lot like yeah. you write on Seth dot com, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, you've had podcasts and you've got the the newsletter. What the hell? Substack? I don't even know what that shit is. But yeah, whatever. Substack is the, is the service provider. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, it's called the soft run. Yeah, so you do the soft run and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you, you know, you write in public, right? Yeah. There's an yeah. audience and you are intentionally showing it to an audience. And so mm-hmm. the, the question is, is why why do you do that? Um, I, it, it just comes out and like, I, I try to think of it going back to something we talked about earlier before we started recording, um, battling with the idea of like, who cares? No one cares. No one cares. I was going to get there, but yes. Yeah. and, And I fight that of like, well, why am I writing on this? Why? And it's just like, Cause I want to, and it's not cause I've started blogs for, for like realsies, like outlets, music outlets. Like we're going to do this. And on Tuesdays we're going to cover this and we're going to do interviews and this and that. Like I know how to do that. And that's like to build an audience and we're going to do social media and maybe tie in this. And this is just for like, this is out there. That's it. Like read it. Don't, there's no end game. There's no, like, even the soft run is a newsletter about like being soft with yourself and just like, like for early stage runners, like, cause a bunch of people started running this year because of the pandemic. And like, it's hard. It's hard. Like every, it's a hard activity, but like, I'm trying to stress and I've only been running for four years, but I'm just trying to stress like, just be soft, like be gentle with yourself. Like it's okay to walk and, and stuff like that. It's okay to be slow 
and sweat and you know it's okay you don't want to run eight times a week it's hard shit so i don't know it's just kind of that 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 energy that fervor of that is like that's just out there and like if four people like it cool and if not like i don't know it's kind of an exercise of like how do i keep making something interesting and writing about this thing i do and love that maybe inspires someone else to like start enjoying it to see a different perspective of it yeah so then the in in this this question is always shittier in my head than it really is but sort of um yeah like you were saying you know why does does any nobody gives a shit da, da, da. you know mm-hmm. we were talking about this before nobody nobody cares you know nobody fuck, cares. we're not you know the bands we love or whatever yep. nobody gives a shit you know mm-hmm. nobody nobody does and and so the thing is if if knowing that nobody gives a shit right mm-hmm. and and i think that there's something to to that you know to that mm-hmm. why do it in, at all you know why not do nothing right right you know right. why not just shut the fuck up get a job at at a coffee roaster mm-hmm. learn to bake bread and run right yeah you know right. like for for me my career i i made a conscious change i think 3 or 4 years ago where i just like i had spent my i i always tell people that i've spent my entire life as a professional arguer if you will advocating yeah. for a position whatever that position is i've spent yep. a lifetime discussing that right and and a, about four or five years ago i just went i don't have i can't talk about this i can't talk about anything anymore yeah i just can't i can't i can't i can't and uh and so i started to do what i do now as mm-hmm. as a day job and yeah. my day job is literally just my day job. Yeah. I am yeah. I am barely and I don't think anybody from my day job listens, but I am barely doing any actual work. Like sure. it sure. is if if anybody was to put a camera on me, yeah. they, they would come they would go fucking fire him. What the fuck <laughs> is he doing? Like he like he's snoring. He's until I got a CPAP <laughs> machine. I'm no, got, no joke. Until I got my CPAP machine and identified that I wasn't sleeping very well, I would fall mm-hmm. asleep at work and snore. Wow. Okay. To the point where the woman sitting near me would be like, wait the fuck up. Okay. You know, it just, yeah. and it was that thing where, like, once you get to be a certain age, like, I think yeah. that, or I think both as a younger person and as once you hit a certain age, you realize, okay, there's, I am on the clock and then I'm off the clock and like yeah. you, like I'm off the clock and I want to go outside and I want to play with my dog and I want to see mm-hmm. my niece and I want to ride my bike, you know, and I want to, in the wintertime, I want to snowshoe and out, yeah. you know, work does not define me at all right. anymore. Right. And, uh, that's beautiful. And so I, you know, and so given, you know, kind of given the, the, nobody gives a shit idea yeah like i said why 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 keep doing this (laughs) you know i was thinking of the uh uh, of that line from the matrix today why go on why keep fighting yeah why get up yeah and i thought about that on the run today and 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 neo was just like i choose to uh fuck like i didn't even know what 
motherfucker. Yeah, I choose to. I I don't know. Like I, you know what? Six months ago, yeah, fuck it. I don't want to. I don't want to write this newsletter thing because oh, it's just another thing I have to do. And uh, you know, uh, uh, one more thing I have to. Uh, who cares? No, but uh, at. Because I have a conversation about this with a, a good friend of mine who used to do a podcast, a semi-popular music podcast, and he was building the following and stuff, and he had some good momentum going, and then finally he was just like, "Fuck this," he just didn't want to do it anymore. And we, we, you know, we went through that process, with, and 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 I did too, because I did Skull Toaster for seven years, heavy metal trivia on Twitter, like a question a day and a newsletter every night. Like finally, it was just like, "Fuck this," I don't want to do it. And so, so I think it was like putting, ending something, Skull Toaster. And then I hopped into like, you know, what I do now as, as far as kind of my day job with, with close Mondays. And what, you know, what I think, what I think I discovered was, is uh, there's Parkinson's law with work that work will expand to take up the time available. So, we, I work from home or we all do now, but like, so if it's seven in the morning, you have till midnight to get everything done. So I didn't really have anything going on. So work would just expand to take over my whole day. And so it got to a point where, cause I, I would sit here and be aggravated. Like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I, this thing, uh, this, the, these reports and whatever. And it was like, well, what the fuck am I in, a, in such a hurry for? What do I have to get to? I was like, oh, I don't really have any. Like, I went for my run, sure, okay, but I didn't really have anything I was doing. So, thankfully, I moved some things around and now have a little breathing room and downtime. And I don't know, it seeped back in this creative energy, this 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 uh, um, time, this air became available again, and it was like, oh, shit, I'm gonna start writing about running i guess or or doing my 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 doom metal mixes on mixcloud or yeah. whatever like it's just something to look forward to and like it's been so long since i had stuff where it was like where my day job and i was like oh man i can't wait to get done with this so i could work on this other thing like my thing it's just a my thing i guess of like this and it's not even like, oh, I want to turn the turn it into a real site, like 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 the soft run, turn it into a big site and do a podcast and do this. And it's just the thing I do. That's all. That that fascinates the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, it's well, no, because it's this, you know, I, I I was I. Oh, so that I it, it was I might have been last year that I did this, but it was it's in recent memory that I did this. Mm -hmm. I sat down and I made ten mix CDs. Mm. Right, that like CDs that you would play in a CD player. Uh huh. And then I uh, went to a buddy who's got uh a CD duplicating tool, the physical thing. Yeah. And I, uh, and I asked him to make me 10 copies. Okay. Of all 10 of them. Yeah. 
and I just put them all in paper sleeves and I mailed them to 10 friends. Yeah. And it was abs- like, and it was absolutely my thing, right? Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was my, holy fuck. It was my thing. And I felt good about doing it. Yeah. And it originated from me. And it wasn't about, holy fuck. It wasn't about the reaction. Thank you, fucking Seth. Mm-hmm. It was my thing. Yeah. And and so when we when you I'm older than you are, but like at some mm-hmm. point, you know, I made mixtapes to to right. give my friends. Uh-huh. Hey, I made mixtapes to impress girls. Did right? that too. I you definitely know, did like, that. Yeah. It was it was that thing where you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. And there was a stretch here in my life where I I would buy USB sticks and I would Ooh. fill them full of MP3s Ooh. and I would give them to girls. Yeah. Right. You know, and it just, but it, but the CDs were my thing. Right. Yeah. And I did, yeah. And I did it because I wanted to, I mm-hmm. made those mixtapes because I wanted to. Yeah. And that like, that's, that might be the, one of the things here is that it, at some point it's just my thing. Right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have to be anybody else's. And just because like with, with the soft run, it's, it's your thing, but at the same time it's in public, right? Yeah. You're not yeah. just writing it on a legal pad and sticking it in a drawer. Right. You're right. You're, you're writing it and putting it out into the world. Yeah. And so well, do you, do, so, okay. So then mm. be, like you and Bill had the the later podcast, right? No, we had the the workbench podcast. The workbench podcast, right? Okay, so it, yeah, yeah, yep. And then you had Bandcamp Roulette. I did, yeah, right. for for brief and, time, yeah, right. And so, so then I what I what I struggle with is I I struggle with stopping, mm. like not not because I don't want to stop, yeah. Or not because I'm doing well with anything, mm-hmm. but because I feel like, okay, there's seven people who listen. Yeah. And maybe I don't want to be the dick who just stops. And if yeah. I do just stop, I feel like I should call everybody and say, <laughs> and hey, explain, like, right? I'm, I'm sorry, I have, you know, I have fallopian cancer and I, and sure. I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and so like when you and Bill stopped, like I, yeah. I was a listener and I was like, oh shit, this is, this bums me out. Yeah. You know, and with, with Bandcamp Roulette, I've, I've nagged you since then to say, you know, do yeah. this again because I yeah. really like it. But you, I, you yeah. stopped doing it because for whatever reason, I have no fucking idea why. But yeah, like, yeah. do you, do, do you ever think about why you stopped and what, what all that oh. was? Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I stopped, uh, Skull Toaster. Uh, that was seven years and I just, Oh, I got tired of doing it. It was something I did every day. Um, let down. I mean, had over thirteen hundred followers on uh, on Twitter. Uh, was building a, a nice following on Instagram. Over two hundred and fifty people on the email list every night. Like, eh. and I was like, you know, I'm I, I, I'm done. I got to be done. Um, it was. Yeah, then like later was a, a small little solo podcast project thing I did. 
I think I did like 30 episodes of that or something. It was just short, bite-sized, just me talking kind of stuff. And and I don't know. It was just um, – yeah, stopping is – is kind of or Bandcamp Roulette. Uh, Bandcamp Roulette was logistically just like a lot of work, okay. like a lot of video, post audio work and stuff like that. It was there was a lot to it. Um, so you know, and I still want to do stuff with that, but but I I yeah I don't know. Um, uh, with I think getting back to with uh, um the soft run and uh and even like the 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 metal mix thing i'm doing uh uh called good night metal friend um i kind of like the idea of there's that kind of practice of like you know oh envision your your reader like who's reading this who's listening to who's your whatever they call that um but like i know some of the people that read uh the soft run and like that kind of feels good whereas like other stuff i've done with i mean i guess with like i don't know i like the idea of i'm putting this thing out for like one person and and honestly like the person's me because like i just mentioned earlier like oh i thought of the matrix while i was on my run like that's i need to keep finding motivation to keep running um and you know music stuff like i need like i'm really been invigorated by electronic music these days uh because it's fresh and new to me uh it's not something i've done for uh, 20 years whatever um so i i don't know i've just really enjoyed i i want to listen to that literally like i want to hear long like 30 minute long drone metal things to, to fall asleep to you know or or the, like i said the soft run like i need to keep finding motivation to run so i might as well start writing about it i guess so i yeah i guess maybe it's like i found what i want first i mean skull toaster was fun and all but like again that was super metal and like lately like i i, I don't need any more metal it's my day job. So, you know, uh, the, the band camp roulette stuff is like great, but it's just like, oh man, like constantly listen to, to, to like, I like finding that stuff and all that, but like sometimes it feels like the most direct, easy way for me to make an impact with music, say on band camp is to like tweet about it to a couple people and a couple people like it or put it in a newsletter or tell you about it like send you a link and like, right. Oh yeah, it's kind of like that. <sighs> Instead of making it more of a show, I, I, I don't know. I struggle with it. I struggle with that. Like I love the idea of band camper let. I, I, if it were effortless, if like literally there's like three audio things for that and like two video elements and like, there's a lot of shit going on with that. So and it gets flagged every time on on YouTube because I'm playing. Really? Yeah, like it doesn't get taken down, but it's just like, oh, this is copyrighted material, and this this could be a strike, and it's like Jesus, like get out of here. Which is why I'm doing a thing on Mixcloud because Mixcloud has licensing rights and stuff like that, so uh, your stuff's not going to get taken down. 
Yeah. Yeah. See, I, you know, like when, when I was a kid or when I was in college, it was, mm-hmm. you know, I had a professor who, who literally wrote a book called the audience and it was about mm. how, you know, how artists, how artists and writers perceive and interact with the audience. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, when you write in public, when you create in public, yeah, there's either this thing where it's my thing and I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. But in 2020, the mm. audience is such a thing. Like it is. Yeah. Like, so one of like, this is, this is my podcast. So motherfucker, you people can't judge me, but sure. I own every Andrew Dice Clay comedy record. Okay. Right. And in 2020, yes, that shit's not funny. <laughs> but when I bought it, when I bought them in the nineties, yeah, I was, I would buy a CD at a store and I would take it home to my house and I would mm-hmm. listen to it by myself. And yeah. If I thought somebody was cool with it. I would share that with them. Yeah. Right. But now, you know, like, I, I have a, a famous story or no, here, here's a band. There's a band that I loved in junior high and high school called yeah. the meat men. Right. Okay. Punk rock yeah. band. They put out a series of albums called crippled children suck. <laughs> okay. Volumes one, two, three, whatever. And it was, the, wow. it was the eighties. Yeah. And, and they were, they were, there is no way these fucking albums could happen today. There's just sure. no way, but maybe they do. And I just don't know about it, but maybe. I imagine that Alyssa Milano and Rosario Dawson would mm-hmm. tweet the shit out of these kids and destroy them. Right. Probably. Yeah. And, and so the audience is such a powerful thing. Like yeah. My, you've obviously been a lot less, you you're fucking hardly ever on Twitter. Right. But like, not, yeah, not so much. Yeah. And, and like I it's the only social media platform I have left. Right. And my mm-hmm. job is, is pretty isolating. So I like it. Right. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of shit to be angry about. So there yeah. are there are tremendous Dino runs of fucking hate tweeting. Sure. You know? And uh, but like I, I tweet things and people who know me come back and respond. Hey, you know what? You're wrong about this or you shouldn't you know, you shouldn't say things like that. And the deal is like. I hate the audience, right? Like I hate Ooh, yeah. it. I, I think like I think Andrew Dice Clay in the '90s was funny as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to Robin Williams live at the Met, yeah. That there's there's no way that fucking exists anymore today. But that's wow. a masterwork, right? That yeah. is a masterwork of comedy, you know. And but we. Our, the audience, the role of the audience has changed, in, in, in my opinion, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It has become far more primary than even the artist is. Okay. Like, you and I are about the same age. Do you remember the, the thing that, uh, that that National Endowment scandal when we were younger called, about Piss Christ? No. Okay, so... A Nash, uh, an artist made uh, a beautiful carving of Jesus yeah. on the cross, right? Yeah. And uh, and he, as an artist, he wanted it to, to be a certain color. And the color yeah. was 
was based on his urine. So over time, okay. he peed into a jar. Oh, yeah. And they and he dunked the the cross. He soaked mm-hmm. the cross in the pee. Yeah. And then he he submitted it to in a museum. Was like this is beautiful, and they put it up, and it was called Piss Christ, and and people responded to the name, right? And yeah. Then, and then once they told them, they told the story, they res- like the right wing of this country went absolutely fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And the and the thing that that, you know, I remember being an alternative kid reading Spin magazine and Spin magazine writing about it like, look, motherfucker, you have to defend Piss Christ. You have to defend yeah. him because he's not peeing on Christ. He's using urine as a as a as a medium. You know, mm-hmm. and and like or or Keith Herring or Robert Maplethorpe or any of this stuff where you like, Jesus, R- Maplethorpe was fucking demented and filthy and like <laughs> hyper sexual and very, very violent in his imagery. And I'm like in that as an as a consumer of art, as a art fan of art, that always speaks to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. But at the same time, like in today's world, artists don't in in popular culture, the the primariness of the audience, in my opinion, limits both the consumption of art and the creation of art. Well, to a degree, yeah, I'm sure uh, for sure. And a handful of it has to be just, you know, how do you support making art anyway like it's so difficult so uh, to to spend you know people don't have much time to create it or you know so yeah but like so uh your day job right yeah so there there are genres within metal yes that are are gory as fuck oh oh yeah yeah intentionally right Mm -hmm. and it's not even just that yeah yeah and it's not even just like the suicide black metal guy who shot himself in Norway or whatever that was. Sure. But there like there is like specifically metal that that that's the role that's their overall mission. That's the niche that they are in. Yeah. And and so like I I wonder the and again you don't have to I mean other than being sort of in that industry. Yeah. Who the fuck makes that shit? And secondly, <laughs> who who how does it how does it move out into the world? And find like I, like I so you know, like the the tremendously gore intentionally gory stuff. That's yeah from what I from what I have read is the descript the intention of the lyrics or the the focus of the lyrics is about physical gore, right? Yes. Yeah. And and so there there's like there are young white men in a room mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. that is what they choose to do and mm-hmm. then they can choose to privately record that in a room because <laughs> that's what's happening, I imagine. Yeah. But at yeah. some point they put it out into the world, right? It goes from them out into the world. And there are people who go, I really like songs about putrefying flesh. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And and decomposing organs and right. stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. 
what what is what how how do you hey. yeah so yeah i don't even uh, know what my that's... question is other than huh the the people that write that and create it and and live that are the, they just do it they have to in the same way that people write science fiction and put those movies out and books out and whatever some people do that i mean people make low low budget horror films this is you know i i've i've read interviews where you know death metal and the gory kind of stuff is just written as like hey this is like a horror movie these lyrics are 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 art this is our poetry you know this is it's graphic and sounds horrible of course but so are horror movies so those and those are video like those you can see people like biting through people's skulls this is just music like so uh, people like what they like yeah see and the the thing is like i i am self-conscious i am self-conscious about the music that i grew up listening to and and all of that but i imagine that there is a a 27 year old guy Mm -hmm. going to work who is really into this, the gory putrefaction metal of the world. Mm-hmm. And, and his coworkers either don't know, or are they just like, well, we're not going to ask Alex about this shit. Cause sure. You know what, what the fuck does Alex have in his basement? <laughs> mm-hmm, right. You know? And so it, it is really that thing where I, I, I don't know how, if I was a putrefaction metal fan, how I would, yeah tell my friends about it or how i would be like dude this this band is awesome they wrote all these songs about spleens exploding and i'm like right (laughs) okay well i don't know what the hell but yeah well yeah i mean look i i think of it along the lines of i mean there was a time my younger days when i didn't get street art because it was just this graffiti on walls. Sure, it looked neat and stuff like that, but like, okay, what now? Where's the URL? Where 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 do I buy that on a shirt or whatever? Whereas I eventually began to understand it more as like, here's this art that like doesn't belong here, you know, but it's just here, you know, it, like where we're walking. We didn't have to go to an art gallery to see it or whatever. It's just there. And started to feel it more as like permission. Like, hey, this is here. Like in high school when I put out a zine, like, uh, why not? Like, it was just kind of like I, I hung out with a bunch of uh, alt music nerds and we did that. It was like permission, like the, the permission was there. We were allowed to be like weird and like draw funny stuff and like put it in a zine and put it out. All that I think is just permission. And I think as more people, whether it's death metal or newsletters about whatever or um, uh, yeah. trying to get – you know, like like make videos talking about uh, uh, cats and stuff like that. Like, why not? Like, we don't need any more Joe Rogans. You know, yeah. we don't we don't, uh, we have enough highly polished, amazing sounding podcasts talking about uh, I don't know the history of candy bars. Um, make make low grade shit. Put it out there. Yeah, Do it. permission like, is we, permission is the thing. Yeah, maybe. My friend Greg, uh, in the podcast before this, Mm -hmm. talked about the idea of big ego versus strong ego. Okay. And so, like, a big ego demands reaction. Like, I want 
just I, I want the world to look this way. Yeah. Strong ego is is how he would say you described, you know, the soft run. You have a, yeah. you have a thing that you want to do and you gave yourself permission mm-hmm. and your strong ego said, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And it's not your strong ego isn't so dependent on reciprocal anything. No, no, I don't need anyone to. Oh, this is great. I, I, I'm not trying to get anyone to link to it. Yeah. You know, oh, how do I grow my audience? This, that, and the other. Yeah. It is what it is. It's just there. So uh, same with this, this, you know, metal mixtape kind of thing that I do. Like, whatever. It's there. If you want to listen to it, cool. You know, I'm going to keep putting it out there, promoting it and stuff. But, like, I, I'm trying not to get caught up in numbers or anything like that and just, like, put it out because I want to put it out. Yeah, permission is gonna be cool. Um, yeah. So the the we're, I'm gonna wrap up the podcast, and so yeah, the the two things that I that I'm gonna take away of this is is permission. That's what I'm gonna think about. Yeah. And uh, my thing, that idea of it, it's my thing. You know, like yeah, I choose I to. Do, yeah. I want to do this because it's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I mm-hmm. think that at you know as a younger man, mm-hmm. we. I, uh, in the, in the podcast with Greg, I talked about how, you know, like I have a, a BFA in creative writing. And so I, mm-hmm. I sp- spent col- my college years studying and writing poetry. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I literally wrote poetry. I just, I always say by the pound, yeah. so I would sit in the union with a legal pad and I would just write mm. just, yeah. and I, Looking back on it, mm-hmm. I know what I was doing as a as a as an idea. I was going for a thing, you mm-hmm. know, and I and I had given myself permission to do this. And what mm-hmm. I was trying so, uh, what I was trying to do was, at the time in my head, there is uh, some Jane's Addiction music, mm. um, and I think the song is Ocean Size, where. Okay. There's a really small bit of quiet music, and then there's a crash. Yeah. And it was, and it's, I'm not, as as, as somebody who was consuming that song, I wasn't interested in the, the quiet stuff, and I wasn't interested in what happened after the crash. Mm-hmm. I was only interested in the crash. Yeah. Right? And so I, I spent some time thinking about that and trying to come up with, another metaphor to, to, to sort of, you know, cause I was an English major, so it's all about literary theory, come up with yeah. a theory, right. Of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what I was, I, so if you take a piece of plastic, right. I, I don't know exactly where this came from, but I had, a, okay. I had a piece of plastic and it got warm. Right. And I yeah. bent the piece of plastic in my hands and it started to fold, but it didn't break. It just separated to the point where you could see what was underneath the top layer of the plastic. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like tectonic plates in the earth. Like there was this there's this other thing that happens right underneath the surface. And it's not the it's not what the plastic is used for. It's not how right. we consume the plastic, but it's still right there, right? And so in college I spent almost all of my time writing poetry 
based on this idea of abstracting language, like to, yeah. to take to take it apart and to to to, you know, write things that were meaningless, but not yeah. just sort of nonsensical, but literally to, to the words had no interaction with each other of yeah. any significant thing. It was just about this randomness that would come through the through the writing and good and mm -hmm. sometimes good things happen sometimes nothing happens but it was this chasing of this abstraction you know william burroughs wrote a, a whole series of books called his his cutout books where he would write things and then he would take yeah. the paper and cut the paper up and he would just Ooh. stick the paper back together yeah and it was it was completely randomized but it it he would publish that yeah. And there was there was nothing in like the only thing that was in there is what you could find. You had to go find yeah. that. Yeah. It created this thing that you had to that if you were going to consume it, you had to bring quite a bit of you to it. And it Ooh, it's, yeah. it was it's you know, as I'm getting older, it's I think there has to I have to find a way to give myself permission to do my thing. Yeah. You know, and that's Yep. It and like I I only did a couple of these podcasts this year and it was I was super self-conscious about doing it because 2020 is terrible and I'm sure. depressed and I'm alone and I'm lonely mm -hmm. and I you know and Eric didn't want to do the podcast anymore because Eric didn't want to do them and I'm like yeah. okay so I'm going to I'm just going to start talking and hit record. Yeah. And the thing is I, I was so self-conscious that I didn't know if there was any value in it. And when you're in the middle of it and you don't know if there's any value, it's an impossibility. Mm. And so, but I would keep, I put all four of them up, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I don't, and I don't know why I did, right? Well, more, yeah. You know, more importantly, I don't even know why I hit record, <laughs> you know, but the thing is, I have to give myself permission to be okay with my thing. Right. Right. And I, and I just have to work to get there. Well, and, and, and two, I, I had a conversation earlier today with someone um, about running uh, and he, and it got to a point where it was like, he, this person felt that if they weren't like running, why even bother? But it's like, there's an in-between, there's a gray area. It's not black and white. It's not, I'm I'm a runner, or I'm not. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of work to do in the middle of it. And in the same point, like you know, is the does a podcast go from zero to you know the size of Joe Rogan? No, no, it doesn't. There's a lot of in between, and there's so much space. There's so much space for 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 all of that. Right. And if we only if there's if the only option if the only possibilities are it has to be big and slick and produced. And and whatever and on Spotify or whatever like that like well, I don't want that. Yeah, we need we need the rough around the edges kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it is like that. It is that's the takeaway is give myself permission to do my thing. I like it. And that's that is that's it. I imagine that is really going to be harder than that. The sentence sort of lets on. <laughs> Right, because you got permission to not do stuff, too. 
I have all That's... the permission. I have all the permission in the world. The world works to to tell us not to do anything. Correct. Correct. And, just and, just sit back and watch Netflix or something. Yeah. So. And the and, yeah. And the thing is, like, I yeah. Well, I and we need to. Wrong. I mean, I, I, I do spend that... enough. Yeah. No, no, but I I do that wrong. I don't. I I not to get. Yes, let's fucking do this. So just to be a little self-aware psychologically, Ooh. I am aware that I want permission to yeah. do something. If I, if I, you know, if a doctor, psychologist was to look through my Twitter feed, yeah, I am begging for, fuck me. I am begging for permission. Yeah. Motherfucker. Boom. That sucks. <laughs> go out on a high note there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So well, let's go. I'm going to go out on a high note there. But yes, all right. that's. Like it. Yeah. God damn it. Oh, Jesus cool. Christ. I'm literally sitting here with my head in my hands. Good. Thinking about just the last 15 tweets that I put up. All right. It's just begging for permission. Yeah. Holy fuck. Motherfucker, you changed my year. Roll with it. Let's roll with it, man. All right. And 2020 right now. We have to start thinking about tomorrow. I've heard that somewhere. We must act today in order to preserve tomorrow. And let there be no misunderstanding. Our objectives are clear. Well, I like to go in Russia and stuff with this rock and roll people. Think the Russians could dig your kind of music? They'll dig it. Save your energy. Lucky under! The big brusque is set on it, just a jamming it like I know. Woo! We are talking about a society in which there will be no roles other than those chosen or those earned. We are really talking about humanism. Why did you put what we said on the radio? To encourage some interchange of ideas, of books. Magazines, students, tourists, artists, radio programs, technical experts. We declare our right on this earth to be a man, to be a human being, to be respected as a human being. I want you and your boys to cease and desist from violating the American airwaves, or I won't be responsible for the consequences. Further communications may not be possible. It's the sky. It's got a pirate radio station. What we intend to bring into existence by any means. What's on the comm channels? Very active, sir. Multi-phasing transmissions overlapping. It's almost a gibberish. Welcome. 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 Simply adjust the frequency for the switch. Welcome to. Thank <laughs> you.
the streets 